hi everybody, a very warm welcome to the Irish NFL show. Uh, another episode getting close now to the big day, Super Sunday coming up. Uh, very warm welcome to huge sports NFL enthusiast and you'll probably recognize this guy's voice from RT Radio 1 morning sports coverage or the main uh, afternoon coverage on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Darren Freehill, man. Darren, welcome in. How are you getting on? Lads, it's brilliant to be here and uh, I have to say I really admire everything you guys are doing and uh, there's a huge fan base of NFL in this country as you know and it's fantastic that you guys are are tapping into it and uh, you know it's been great coverage this year and looking forward to being involved in the show with you today. Yeah Darren as you said there's this incredible following I think around Ireland and uh, we've really seen it come together this year. For people who are watching this, how did you come to have an interest in the NFL and uh, who do you support? Well, first of all, Colin, my team are the New England Patriots. And I know <laughs> I know a lot of people, that's the default, the Patriots, because they're doing so well. But uh, I have a genuine connection with them. And uh, I remember some very, very dark days, to be honest with you. So basically, um, my, I have big family connections in Boston, like a lot of Irish people have. I actually lived over there till I was about four or five. I wasn't born there, but I, we did move there when I was very young. And um, so I lived there. I even came back to, to East Galway with an American accent, would you believe? But uh, I, I was only a few months before they knocked that out of me uh, back home near Ballinasloe. So, uh, but I do have three uncles there and all my cousins live over there all the time. And, you know, I would go back and forth to them a lot. I'm very close with a couple of my cousins. So we take in a lot of games and um, probably haven't been over in the last couple of years, to be honest. But look, I'm always following them on the TV and stuff. And uh, so, so that's my connection with them. Um, I, I guess as well, when I was growing up, I was kind of a sports fanatic. And um, we, we were very, very poor where I'm from. Uh, we had two channels, that was all. And uh, everything that was on RTE, you devoured. So I, I'm much older than any of you guys, but I don't know if you remember, like RTE 2 at the time, used to cover a bit of American football. And uh, like I'd be tuned in to Miles Dungan every week uh, to get the latest or whatever. And um, so, so that was it, you know, and uh, just love the game. Like I just really love it. And I... I I guess I love the sport itself, um, but, I, but I also love everything around it. You know, there's, as you guys probably know, like it's much more than the game, isn't it? You know, and um, I, I just love all that. And to be honest, my cousins in America, even the weekend gone, you know, the texts are back and forth, WhatsApps, and like uh, it's a great way to keep in touch with them as well. So that's my bit of backstory and how I got into NFL and American football and the Patriots. Darren, uh, like we don't have... Uh many relations in the States, but yet we've been over to watch our teams. I'm a Giants fan, Colin and Michael are Broncos. You and Mark are in the same club. Just in terms of going to NFL games, it is such a unique experience. Very different to going to Crow Park and going to football matches here in Ireland or even in the UK. Is there anything in particular that you enjoy more so? Yeah, I guess for me, like it's it's a really social thing. Build up huge. Um, I've actually said it to someone in Crow Park uh, in, in fairly high authority there that they need to get themselves over to a couple of games and, you know, they, they'd learn a lot from it. You know, it's not just about match day over there. It's it's the build-up, like it's days in advance. And um, I guess what I love is there's a great connection, you know, among, among the fans. 
you know, tailgating is a huge part of it. I have to say, like anyone that's been involved in any class of a tailgate knows it is, it could be the highlight of the day, you know, and uh, it's just a great social experience, you know, uh, you know, cooking out, having a few beers and, um, you know, it's just a really nice atmosphere. And then the game day experience for me, like, like to be, I've never been in a bad American football stadium, you know, um, and look, the one I'm probably most familiar with is Foxborough. And, you know, like it's one of the best stadiums in the world. Now, in the wintertime, it is the coldest place in the world to be. But it's just it's just a brilliant theatre. And it, it kind of reminds me almost, and, and if you go back into history and, you know, the Colosseum in Rome, and like it's that sort of atmosphere. And the noise levels at a, you know, at a regular season game or, or playoff games, like it just goes straight through you. And I love as well, I know the, the Americans, maybe people knock them a little bit because, you know, the razzmatazz and the hype and it's a bit over the top. And when we're watching it here on television, we're seeing the ads. But when you're there, when those ad breaks are on, you know, they're just, they're entertaining the crowd, the music, you know, the dancing, you know, it's just all part of it. And um, it's, it's I, I, I've been really fortunate just with my job to have traveled around a bit and been at various events and there is nothing that can compete with it. I think, you know, for me, number one, because I'm from Galway and, and GAA is my, my background, you know, watching my team in Crow Park will always be number one. But you know what? There's nothing that can beat this. Like, there's nothing to compare it to. It's just so unique. Darren, I love you giving the Coliseum reference. I've, I've often alluded to the fact that sometimes... It's almost like the teams say before they enter the stadium, um, Ave Imperatore Moratori T Silatant, which is, you know, Hell Emperor, those of us who are about to, to die salute you. I mean, there's the real gladiatorial spirit. Um, but there's one particular gladiator that's maybe should be going, going on in a few years, a bit more of advanced years, who's going to participate in the game uh, on Sunday coming up. As you're a Patriots fan like I am, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, unbelievably at 43, will be in his 10th Super Bowl. But this time, he's in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform. Now, you know, the couch is open. As a Pats fan, if you need to confess and have some therapy about this, we can all do this together. But how does, you know, people are conflicted on this. How, how do you feel about it, seeing him kind of have that success and, and bring the family dog Gronk down to Tampa with him as well? Yeah, I was I was loving um, the Instagram post the other night. To be honest, you know, it was a, a nice little dig. Um, do you know what? Uh, it's funny, like I, uh, you know, he brought great success to the franchise over the years, over two decades, and I have nothing but admiration for him and respect. And I've actually done a lot of over the years lo loving what he's done and his techniques and his preparations. Like I think. Anyone that's kind of into that kind of, you know, the, having the, the right mindset for whatever work you're in, you know, you'd, you'd get something from Tom Brady. I guess once the Pats, you know, crashed out and burned, you know, I was actually rooting for the Browns. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of hitching the tail on that story. I thought they're really unlucky, actually. Uh, I thought they were hard done by. Uh, big calls for halftime in, in the match when they were beaten. And then I kind of, when they went, I was kind of, do you know what? I'd love to see the Bills do it. And of course, they bit the dust as well in their conference final. But now that, you, you know, I, I guess I'm only giving it real thought now. But like, do you know what? If Brady can pull this off, you know, wow. I, I think it's probably, 
you know, I, I tweeted the other night after the match, um, you know, like I think he's the greatest, you know, American footballer ever. But I think if he pulled this off and won it, I think he would be one of the greatest sports people ever, you know, that, that transcends sport. He is up there. And, you know, the st- we all know the stats, you know. And, but there was one stat I didn't, I didn't know until I was actually back and forth with my cousin uh, in Boston on, um, on the Monday after the game. We were kind of just, you know, having a chat about it or whatever. And I didn't realize. So 10 Super Bowls, but five of those will be since he's turned 37. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. Uh, like you just think about it like it's nuts it is absolutely nuts to have that sort of success when you're 37 on you know I'm in my 40s now and I struggle to to run up and down the the five-a-side astro pitch and um I just think what he's done you know and and we saw the interview I don't know if you guys saw the interview with his, his head coach after the game you know and I think he kind of it was a really short interview but I think he said a lot in it and you know so much of what they've done is down to Brady to TV, like you know, uh, he's just brought everything together and he's just changed the mindset of a, a locker room in one season. It is phenomenal, and and I think to be honest, if he pulls this one off, and uh, look, I, I I think they have it all to do in the decider. But if he pulls this off, like I think it's it's up there with anything he did with the Patriots over the years. And it's hard to believe, Darren, that cast your mind back to Paddy's Day last year. Like, you know, for all the non-Patriots fans, no, nobody could believe that Brady comes out and says he's leaving. And from that time until now, he's went to a new team and he's got to the biggest game of them all at 43 years old. And that just shows you how crazy and how different this league is to any other sport in the world because you can just take a team. You can't take a county. You can't go to Louth, for example, like Nicky Hart's about to do when the All-Ireland is. Well, who knows? As a true man, <laughs> let's see what happens. But I guess even for yourself, Darren, as a Patriots fan, where do you see this next 12 months going? Because obviously you've got Stafford, Wentz, um, and Deshaun Watson, quarterbacks sitting there, maybe readily available for a team with decent amounts of money to spend even before the draft starts. Where do you see this team going over the next 12 months? Um, I think anyone that can tell you where they're going over the next 12 months is talking absolute, you know, through their, their butt, to be honest, because... Like I, I, they were an absolute mess this year. Now I do feel a lot of sympathy for them. I think a lot of things went 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 wrong. I think losing Brady first and foremost. And look, his time was coming to an end anyway, whatever way you look at it. So they had to start looking at contingency plans. But I think just the way it happened, um, like when you lose a big personality in any dressing room at any level of sport, you know, there's going to be, you, you know, there's going to leave a void, isn't it? You know, and then. You know, COVID came along, um, like pre-season, you know, it didn't really exist for the for the Patriots. And I think that's when Bill Belichick does his best work, actually, because he just has this reputation for bringing in these guys. And whatever happens in that pre-season, <clears throat> he knocks some heads together and he brings together, you know, fringe players and, you know, gets the most out of them. I think that was a crucial time for them. They just didn't have that. Cam came in very late. I actually felt sorry for the guy. That kind of dragged out a bit, didn't it? Um, and then, <clears throat> obviously, losing a couple of key players through injuries and the, the COVID as well. You know, a couple of guys opted out. So, you know, if, if Anthem was to go wrong, it went wrong that year. But in terms of going forward, like, it's a, like nothing lasts forever. Like, nothing is more sure in sport. Like, it doesn't go on forever. You know, people talk to me about the Dublin footballers and they're going to boss the All-Ireland Championship for the next 20 years. Like, that's not going to happen. 
you know, the Patriots were on top for 20 years, give or take. And, you know, they weren't winning the Super Bowl every year, but they won their fair share of them. So, like, I think I'm thinking they're going to go into a bit of a lull. But then I'm looking at Belichick and, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned the quarterbacks there. I think this year is, or next season is going to be a bit crazy because of all the the so-called guys that are going to be on the market. But I wonder will half of them be on the market in the end. <clears throat> and I think, you know, I was talking to my cousin about um, Stafford and, you know, of course they're going to put that out there because they don't want the best deal for him, aren't they? But, like, I, I'm going back to Belichick, right? <clears throat> he must have a plan. This is a guy who's the greatest NFL coach of all time. And there was a really good <clears throat> piece on the Athletic about Patrick Mahomes and how they got him on board. And it took years in the making. It's really worth looking at the Chiefs, how they kind of got him on board and they kept it in a really small circle. And, you know, they were way down the draft pick and, you know, they managed to trade their way up. And it, it, it like it was two or three years in the making. Like Belichick knows, like quarterback is the key position. He's known for years this is coming. And I'd be really surprised if he doesn't have some sort of plan in place. Does, does that make sense to you guys? Like, so I think all these guys come into play. He's not going to decide, you know, oh, we have a void to fill. He's known this for two or three years. So I, 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 like, I, I think there might be another bite in them. There might be. Like one part of me thinks, oh, this is the end. It's a rebuild. But I think he's known this is coming and he's not been sitting on his behind. He's been making a plan. And I'm kind of backing him that there must be some sort of plan there. So... That's what I'm feeling about it. Like, does that make sense? It, it does indeed. And I think anyone who tries to write off Bill Belichick would do so at their peril because he, he always seems to have a, a scheme and a plan. And I think this year he maybe it was a reset year, get the cap in, in uh, place and, and let's see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fascinating uh, off season and, and season next year. But Darren, turning to your own broadcasting career, could you maybe tell us a little bit about like how you ended up where you are now? Yeah, so uh, to be honest, like probably like most young Irish kids, I've always been a sports fanatic. And where I'm from in East Galway, you know, there was one sport when we were kind of growing up, it was hurling. So that would be my background. And, um, you know, I played hurling and my dream was to play for Galway growing up. And I guess kind of when I got into my teens, maybe kind of 15, 16, I realized, you know, this is actually not going to happen. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was a tough day to take. Uh, I think all the talent went to my my uh, younger brother, to be honest. But um, you know, back then media wasn't really a thing. Like there was not nothing what we're doing here today. Like we had two channels on the television. There was very few radio stations. But um, just I got a, one of my teachers. So I was I was always pretty good at English, and my English teacher just took me aside and he said, "Look, you know, you you can write about this stuff, or you know, you you can talk. Like you've got a good command of, of the language." So he said, would you ever think of media? And like, to be honest, then I just put a spark in my head. You know, if I can't play the game at the level I wanted to, maybe I can work at it, you know. So, um, you know, worked hard, uh, went and did a course in Dublin, went to, to college. And, um, you know, I got a bit of luck when I came out of college in was 97, 98, TV3 started. And... I, I had, you know, I, I'd, you know, started kind of, you know, doing a bit of work, freelance work, writing a little bit on local radio. And um, I didn't get the job on TV3, but they called me back after and they said, would you do a bit of researching? So that's how I got in there and I worked there for eight years and I had eight amazing years there. 
met some really good friends and um, I was always GA, like that was my background. I always wanted to work on that. So, you know, I went for a job in RTE because TV3 at the time didn't have any GAA. So I got into RTE and, you know, I've been, I've been there ever since. That was just after the Ryder Cup in 2006. I kind of started in RTE and uh, love every minute of it. Like I'm just, to be honest, such a privileged position, you know, to be doing something like this full time from a job. Um, something that I love, like it's never difficult for me to get out of bed. I work on early morning radio in Morning Ireland and, you know, I just bounce out of bed. I love talking about it and uh, work on the weekends and the big games in Crow Park. I'm there for them uh, presenting Sunday sport with my colleague and friend, Jackie Hurley, who's also a big NFL fan, actually. Um, and uh, so, so that's been it. And here, here I am today. And like, I'm really lucky as well. Like, you know, gotten to, you know, get around the world and go to big events. And, you know, sure, it's every kid's dream to be, you know, if you, if you can't, if you can't play in them, very few get that opportunity, don't they, to play at that level in whatever your discipline. But, you know, to work on it, it's the next best thing, big time. Uh, Darren, I can certainly understand where you're coming from there. Like, we're only doing this show nearly three months now, but like the amount of guests we've had on, and it's just something that we all really enjoy. So we certainly see where you appreciate where you're coming from. In those 15, 16 years in RTE, is there one standout moment, one particular guest or that you've interviewed or a particular sport moment that stands out above anything else? Yeah, well, do you know what? Like, there's probably a few. There's probably a few, um, like, really fortunate. I think probably the big thing for me was, this sounds a bit silly, but, like, when I was a kid, when I decided I was going to get in the media, I said, I, do you know what? I, I can't play for golf. Do you know what? I'd love to... I'd love to work on her, you know, call home when they're winning it, you know. And uh, Galway are sort of a team, they're, they're good enough to disappoint all the time, so they don't win many. Um, but when they won the hurling in 2017, like I was, I got very emotional, and be honest with you, that, that, like just to, to you know, to, to, to call home and to be there live, uh, you know, uh, presenting the show when your team wins the All-Ireland, you know, it's, you know, it was something very, very special. But, like just with the NFL team, like it was always a, a big thing for me to go to a Super Bowl. And I think, you know, I, I'm fortunate to go, to go over there a few times um, a couple of years back. And uh, like definitely my my up there with, with that win for Galway was, you know, seeing the Patriots win it against the, the Seahawks in 2015 down in Arizona, you know, and to see Brady. And like that was a great team. That was a really good team. And I think as well, the drama of it, of of how they won it, like basically they, you know, they snatched a win from the jaws of defeat and that one, like on their own line. And uh, I'll never forget that. That was, you, you know, I've been into that team since I was a kid and to kind of see them win it. I was just such a privileged position to be in to, to see them do that. And I, um, I, I, I pulled, I, I, I pulled a few strokes that day as well. I had international media accreditation. So um, like you get limited access to the whole, like you get in and, you get your space in the media um, tribune and everything, but uh, like the correspondence, let's say the guys that work on this all the time, you know, they get down onto the field and the dressing room access. So to be honest, it was kind of, I, I pushed my luck that day and I, I managed to get down to the field post-match and, you know, I was outside the locker room and, you know, it was, it was, oh, I was like, you know, like being in a circus really, you know, and all these guys up close and personal. So you know, they're my two moments. You know, I, I just wanted to get the American football one in, seeing as I'm, I'm here talking to you guys today. Well, well, Darren, I mean, I remember that vividly as well. The biggest comeback of all time in the Super Bowl at the time, only topped by another one. They did a few years later, obviously, against the Falcons. But uh, 
yeah, I, I I love you sharing that experience. I've I've seen Wexford win an All Ireland in '96, but I haven't yet seen the Patriots live win a Super Bowl. But thank you, thank you for that. And look, Darren, it's great getting your your views and your inputs on clearly the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, and clearly the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. But and the lads love that comment. But we've got a big game coming up, and yes, one of them is featured in it. You're a fan. You've been obviously following the season, following the playoffs, as you're saying. What's your feelings on the Super Bowl, this great matchup between the Chiefs and the Bucks, the generational gap between Brady and Mahomes? How do you see it all going, and, and what's your ultimate pick for the game? Um, it's really tough, isn't it? Like, I think it's, geez, I think it's such a tough call. Um, there's, you know, there's so many different stakes. I think home advantage, I'm, I'm not sure, like, do you guys know if, this actually, I think this could be a big part of it, actually. Do you guys know, like, is there going to be restrictions on the build-up of, of Super Bowl week? Like, you know, like, it's basically a tailgate for a week. Like, is there restrictions on that with COVID, I wonder? Because if there is, if, if, if there's not and that goes ahead, you know, I think it, it actually could work against um, the Bucks because it's such a big distraction. Like, it just, the whole thing comes in and takes over the city. But if there's, you know, if that's been neutralised and taken away, you know, that'll take a bit of pressure off them. Um, Brady's experience, but look, the Chiefs have gone and done that, you know. Um, they have the most amazing young quarterback, like he is, he is something special. Um, and you know, we like to build up this that it's going to be the two quarterbacks, but you know what's going to happen? It's going to be defense, like, and, and who was the better defense on the day would we'll, we'll probably win it. It mightn't be a classic, but look, I think. I think it's going to be a special occasion. I think this is definitely going to be Brady's last Super Bowl. I think, you know, I think he's done unreal. I think we saw signs in the in the, the conference final that he's fading, especially in that second half. And I, I like I, I actually would like I'll be I'll be cheering him on on the night. Um and I'd love to see him do it. But I, I think the Chiefs are gonna do it just because they've got a better defense and I just think this guy, if like just with the experience of last year, I just think he's such a special talent and I think and going with the young buck, pardon the pun, um, to get the job done in uh, in the Super Bowl. Time will tell, darling. Like I think you've really summed it up well there. It's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable to see what happens uh, next Sunday, and we can't wait for it in that sense. But I think we'll all agree as well, lads. It's been great to chat to Darren and just to chat to somebody else from here and just get 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 their opinion. And we'll definitely hit you up next year in 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 LA, Darren, for that media accreditation as well when we're going to get on the pitch. For, uh, can, I, can I give you advice, actually, right? Uh, just on that finish of this. So it was the hardest thing ever to get the accreditation for the Super Bowl, right? And, um, like, it, it probably took me two years of trying. And, like, even the, the first time we got it, the first time we got it, like, I still didn't get it over the line till a week or two before it. And I had the flights booked and everything. And um, there was the one in New York in, in 2015. Um, it was the, the Broncos and, and Seattle. And um, anyway, it was funny. That once I got on, then I, I it was easy. Once you were on that on that group, it was it was it was actually harder to get out of it. You know, you were in. So like I rode that train for about three seasons, and I just got all my experience in. And then a couple of young kids and stuff, and my my wife kind of would say, "Look, <laughs> not sure about you traveling here every year." So um, but like it is so hard to get in, but you know. If anyone, if anyone, and I would say this to anyone, like if you get half a chance to go and even experience it, you know, you will not be sorry. 
you will not be sorry. So, but I, I know you guys will get there. Okay. Darren, you were doing so well until you mentioned the Broncos losing the Super Bowl in New York. I'm darn, like you didn't even mention Peter Canavan as your greatest sport moment in 2005 or 2008 or 2003, but sure. We'll say more. But uh, no, it's, it's been great crack, darn, and massively appreciate it, man. Hope, hope you enjoy the game next Sunday. Yeah, you two guys, great talking to you. Have a good one.